get more leads, inquiries, or sales from Instagram. That's the goal in the story, turning your Instagram account into a reliable and predictable sales machine. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. If you're helping your clients on Instagram, you got to learn from the man himself, Tyler J. McCall. Yes, he came in to my Facebook group and did a whole training with my VAs and my students. And I am so excited to bring that Facebook live back to life here on the podcast. The reason I love Tyler is he is one of the magic makers like you and like me who actually did the work behind the scenes and he's helped hundreds of clients with their Instagram. Like he did the work. He's developed his own success framework and he now teaches business owners how to utilize Instagram inside his followers to fan society. He's awesome. You're going to love him. And he shares so much information with us. So let's get to it. So tell everybody how you even got into this business and how you became the Instagram expert. Like start from the beginning. We want to know your origin story. Yeah, well, I, uh, I've i been running an online business now for five years. But before doing this, I was in the nonprofit world. I went to work for the YMCA right out of college. That's what I thought I always wanted to do. I know it sounds so funny, but um, I fell in love with the Y in college. I wanted to make my career at the YMCA. And I worked at the Y for over six years in various roles and started a membership working at the front desk, selling memberships, worked my way up to membership director, and then was supervising operations and membership staff and millions of dollars in budget and doing corporate sales and all the things, and then transitioned to the marketing team at our local association before I started a side hustle. And toward the end of my time at the Y, I was feeling a little burnt out. I was working a lot and it's that nonprofit hustle. So y'all know I was not making a lot of money. <laughs> and I, um, I I was really realizing that my skills and what I was passionate about was not being utilized just because I was working on someone else's business, not on my yes. own things. So I started a side hustle um, and started a handmade business. I was making a product by hand. It was a room and linen spray called Mr. McCall's Fine Fragrances. And I started selling that at craft fairs and trunk shows. And I went to local businesses. I live here in uh, in Asheville, North Carolina, which is, if you've ever been to Asheville, if you know, it's like a really fun touristy town, or at least it was until, you know, coronavirus. Um, but there's tons of great little gift shops. So I had my product in shops around town. And then I started posting about it on Instagram. And I started getting sales. I started getting people to go to my Etsy shop and I sent free product to people on Instagram and they would post it and then I would get more sales. And I was like, wait, this is working. This is crazy. So I really saw the potential for Instagram and I wanted a way out of my nonprofit work. So I offered to run an Instagram account for a local gift shop. I just said, hey, I love what you're doing in the shop, but your Instagram makes me sad. I'll run it for you for like $300 a month. And they were like, okay, sure. Why not? Let's try it out. And they were my first client. And about six months later, 
I quit my job, started a digital marketing agency with a friend, and we ran that for about a year doing digital marketing, all the things we were doing, social media and email and blogging and all the stuff. And about a year into that, my partner was like, hey, I don't love this as much as I thought I would. I don't love it as much as you do. I need to go a different direction, but like you do you, I'm going to go do my own thing. So we dissolved that business and that was in 2017. So I really doubled down on Instagram and that was the year things in my business totally changed. I started using Instagram for myself. I started uh, managing more Instagram accounts for local businesses and national brands. And then from there, I started coaching and consulting because I didn't have enough time to manage accounts because account management is kind of a beast of a project and I wanted to limit the amount of accounts I managed. And then I started an online program called the Follower to Fan Society at the end of 2017. And my business transitioned then to that kind of being the only thing I do. And in 2018, we grew our business. Last year, 2019, we hit seven figures by running an online membership site and by doing affiliate promotions for other digital products. So that's what I do now, all in the online business space, helping digital entrepreneurs get more customers, get more leads, get more inquiries and grow their business using Instagram. So you really started, I love this, right? Because you started as a behind the scenes guy yeah, doing the work for the clients. And that's yeah. all of my people in my course mm-hmm. right now, all of the people in this group right now, <laughs> they are in that position where they will book out and then they're going to have to make some decisions. Like do, yeah. do they focus, do they do a membership. I mean, eventually I started doing the same thing, coaching and teaching, but what I I can't like, I want to know how you decided on Instagram first of all. Yeah. It's interesting. I, um, I think it was a mix of like personal, like I enjoyed Instagram as a platform as a user. I liked it. And then just seeing the opportunity there and noticing like, Oh, this is really working well for my product for my handmade product. And I was so surprised like this was back before, influencers were really a thing or like Instagram marketing was really a thing. I just had like friends on Instagram that had like tens of thousands of followers who were like home decor bloggers or home. Yeah. They were bloggers at that point. It's so funny. People used to be bloggers. Can you imagine? And um, they were home decor bloggers with Instagram accounts and I would send them this product and they would post and I would get orders on Etsy. And I was like, wait, this is not like happenstance. Like this is actually effective. And then when I started doing it for clients, um, you know, in that first year of running an agency, we did everything. We did Instagram, Facebook, email marketing, blogging, SEO, like all the things. But time and time again, Instagram was the place where it was the most fun to create content. We had the most connection directly with customers and clients and our customers and clients. We could have those conversations. And this was before like DMing was a thing before Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, this is actually working. I'm just going to hang out here. I'm just going to focus my, my energy here. I like that because a lot of people teach us to focus on what we're good at, focus on a niche. Mm-hmm. And for you, you discovered Instagram marketing on on your own. I mean, you saw the cause and effect by doing mm-hmm. the work. And now you're in this sweet position where people are coming to you asking for advice and needing your help. Yeah, exactly. so, okay. yeah and wow. yeah, when I just want to share, like for folks who are watching right now, you have an incredible opportunity to do something that a lot of other people don't do. If you do decide to, and eventually you do want to launch a course or you do want to launch a coaching program, is that a lot of times what people do in the online space is they have success doing something for themselves. Like they do this one strategy for SEO or this one strategy for social media and it works so well for them and their brand. So then they create a digital product. 
But then what happens is that strategy is not, it's not, they're unable to replicate it for other people because every strategy is so specific to different niches and audiences and platforms and all those things. So you have an opportunity to do as behind the scenes person. And this is kind of part of my origin story and also how I differentiate myself because there's a lot of Instagram educators is that I didn't just kind of stumble up on a strategy that helped me grow my following to some crazy number. I didn't have a post go viral that helped me get, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And then that in turn makes me an Instagram expert. Not saying that folks who are teaching Instagram that way, not saying that their expertise isn't valid, but just saying as someone that worked behind the scenes and I'm able to say now, like I manage dozens of Instagram accounts and I coached hundreds of businesses individually, one-on-one privately on Instagram strategy and then grew that into a program. So for folks who are watching, you have that opportunity now because you're actually on the ground doing the work And you can create your own strategies to make it work specifically for your type of client. And that gives you so much more, that gives you so much more street cred than someone who just kind of stumbled upon a strategy that works specifically for them. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, I so agree with that. And that's one of the things I use in my messaging. I'm like, we are the people who are actually doing the work. Yeah. I mean, this is we are in such a beautiful position or like I have several clients. So I'm, I'm in this privy position to see what's working and what's not exactly. and things and test things and, and just see what works and what doesn't. And like you said, for each person, it's a little bit different and, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun part, I think. Yeah, totally. So I want to backtrack a little bit. What happened to your fragrance? Uh, <laughs> um, I eventually just let it go. I realized like, uh, having a product-based business, a physical product-based business was not for me for a number of reasons. First of all, like the overhead, the cost of like creating the product. Also the fact that every time I would get an order, I would be so annoyed that I would have to fulfill the order. Like probably not a good sign that that was a good business model for me. So I eventually just let it go. It was funny though, because I had like taken it so seriously and I had ordered all of these like professionally printed labels and like bottles. And I had like five gallon buckets of pre-mixed fragrance and all this stuff. So for probably about a year, I was just kind of like filling up orders and giving it to friends. My dad loved the stuff. So I was just always like, Hey dad, do you want some more? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Like I would do craft fairs and stuff and my parents would come and my dad would buy the most of anyone. I'm like, dad, that's not how this is supposed to work, but thank you. So yeah, I just let it go. Let it go. But I'm sure that was invaluable experience as far as learning all of the sales funnel and the, the social media marketing and all of that. So a secret here, I used to have an Etsy shop. Uh, when I first started being a stay-at-home mom and I quit my PR job and my husband's military, so we moved, I just needed something to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. And I taught myself sewing. And then the next day I know I had an Etsy shop. So like some of us are just born with that entrepreneurial spirit, but I realized pretty quickly, I just made that thing and it took so many hours and I probably made like $4. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Eventually it became more of a time suck and I would Mm -hmm. present the orders as well. So I knew it was time to pack it in, but that's kind of funny. We had the same start there. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So I got to ask, did you ever take any courses or like, how did you learn all of the behind the scenes, like online business formula strategy that exists now? Yeah. So I eventually, you know, started investing in education, but in the beginning, I just listened to podcasts. I like learned everything. And, you know, I, I talked about this some, um, I actually, I'm getting ready to launch my own podcast next month. And I talk about this on the podcast 
on one of my first episodes, but I listened to every single episode of Amy Porterfield's online marketing made easy. Like back in the early days of business, I remember that first year in business, I was working full-time on my own. I left my nonprofit job. My husband, who's my boyfriend at the time was working. I think at that point he was full-time working in retail management at the mall here in town. Uh, We were down to one car because his car broke down and we didn't have enough money to get it fixed. So I was just like in my Prius, I would drive him to work in the morning and then I would go back home and work or go to a coffee shop and I would go get him in the evening. And I would always go like an hour before he got off work and I would just sit in the car listening to Amy's podcast on my phone with like pen and paper out, taking notes or like typing away on my phone, downloaded every free opt-in that she ever created. And that's honestly how I learned everything I knew about online marketing at the beginning of my business. And eventually about a year later, I invested in James Wedmore's business by design and then kind of went down that path and a part of his mastermind now and and really grateful for him as a mentor. But in those early years, yeah, those podcasts and downloads and all the free stuff online. That's how I did it. <laughs> Good lesson. Like anyone out there can do this. You can invest yeah. in yourself. I cook dinner. Well, the nights I cook dinner, thanks to HelloFresh, I listen to my training that I bought. I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. So if you can squeeze in an hour a day for a podcast, you can get smarter. And FYI, I heard you first on Amy's podcast. Isn't that funny? Yes. In my kitchen. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yours was about Instagram stories. And nice. I had a big wig seven-figure client who had me helping with her Instagram. And it was hard for me. It was hard mm-hmm. because... When she did post and she wrote them and she took the time, like her posted well, but I, I had a hard time filling in. I mean, I was behind the scenes of her business for six years. I had a hard time. I don't know. I was almost in this position to be her advisor. Like you're kind of talking about, like giving her hints what to do sure. and what it is. And it just, everything did better when she posted from the heart. But if we had a salesy post or something we needed to promote, it just, wasn't fun. And I was struggling with stories. And I remember listening to your podcast on Amy's about stories. And I am a journalism major. So I loved, I love writing and I loved how you equated it to a beginning and a middle and an end. Mm -hmm. And that just really stuck with me. And then, yeah, so that's how, that's how I met you. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So what advice do you have for people like me who are in the position where they're behind the scenes a lot of our people have very small, you know, solopreneur, small business clients who sure. they're doing their first hire. Their first hire is usually a unicorn, somebody who is doing everything and implementing mm-hmm. everything. And so they're not this deep, deep Instagram strategist, but yet, you know, we understand the sales funnels and we understand copywriting and all of that. Like what kind of advice do you have for someone behind the scenes to help their client online on Instagram? Specifically? Yeah. Definitely. So there's two things that we teach our our students inside of Follower to Fan Society that are really important for your own business, but they're vitally important if you're working on someone else's Instagram account. And those are creating a visual standards guide and a voice standards guide for their marketing, in particular on Instagram. So one of the best things you can do if you're starting to work with a client and they want you to take over some marketing responsibility or want you to manage their Instagram is ask if they have those tools. And if they don't offer to work with them to create those tools. 
And there's lots of free resources you can find on how to create these specific tools. We have a process we teach inside a follower to fan society. And what it basically is doing at the end of the day is visual standards are saying, what does my brand look like? How does it feel when I see my brand on Instagram? So what type of photos do we use? What type of graphics do we use? What colors do we use? Do we do quotes? Do we do memes? Do we do cartoons? Do we do inspirational things? Like what does the brand look like on the platform? Does it look polished and curated or do we want it to look more raw and real? Like what is important for me there? And then the voice guide is what does the brand sound like? And this is where we get really clear on what are the brand's values. And a lot of times, if you are having this conversation with someone and they are a solopreneur or maybe they're a personal brand, they could get a little bit lost or confused because they're like, well, the brand is me. Well, yes, the brand is you. However, the brand isn't all of you. There are some boundaries there that's important for us as entrepreneurs to not just be putting everything on the internet. That's a little bit weird and I think a little bit unhealthy. (laughs) So having that conversation saying, yeah, of course, like the brand is you and you are personified in this brand online, but there's probably parts of you that you don't want to share. There's probably some things we like to talk about. There's this kind of fair game list and there's an off limits list of types of content and conversations that you'll have as a personal brand. And then the way we actually build out a voice standards guide is using brand values. So there's a whole process we go through of identifying brand values. And then those values can be personified into voice traits. Uh, Well, if a brand is, let's say a value for a brand would be optimistic that, you know, this brand believes that anything is possible. Well, then maybe a voice trait would be that our voice is always positive. It's always peppy. It's never negative. It's never scary. It's always exciting, right? And you can see like, oh, well, an optimistic brand would have an exciting brand voice. And then we can say, okay, this is what what an exciting brand voice sounds like. This is what an exciting brand says. These are things an exciting brand would never say. And those, once you start doing that work with your client, it it becomes much easier for you to to take on their brand voice because you're really understanding how to write as them. And for a lot of your clients, they've probably never even thought of this before because they're just writing as themselves. And of course, that's what resonates the most. But when you start to dissect how they're writing and kind of come up with these voice traits, and then you can start to adapt it as your own. That's what makes all the difference. And I'm in a place now in my business. We have a marketing coordinator on our team that works in our business. And she's writing captions as me all the time. And you would never know it because <laughs> that, and she's running my Instagram account. And you would never know it because she's been able to adopt my brand voice so well just by looking at those key things. Even getting as clear as coming up with lists of words you always use and words you never use. Um, For example, does your brand curse or does it not curse? Like that's a big thing, you know, like does your brand talk about um, alcohol or not talk about alcohol? At one point I had a client I was working with and they were like, yeah, someone's running my Instagram account and they're always talking about happy hour, but I don't even drink that much. And it just feels weird to me. I was like, you need to set that boundary. You need to make that clear for them. Does your brand use colloquialisms or not? So for example, I say y'all. And stuff like that. Does your brand do that or not? Even down to the point we have in our business, what emojis my brand uses versus the emojis I don't use. Like I give me one that you don't use or uh, give me an emoji you hate real quick. Okay, so I hate I hate the fire emoji. I don't use it. 
it's like really bro-y to me. I don't use it. If I'm if we're gonna use a heart, we always use the gold heart or the yellow heart. Like that's the heart that we use. Like things like that. And it seems crazy to be so specific, but those are the things that create this consistent experience for yeah. followers on Instagram. So that's kind of a crash course in brand voice and visual uh and visual identity. But if you can get your client nailed down, you only need a couple hours of their time and just saying, like, look. I'm happy to run your Instagram, but I have to have this first or like, it's not going to work and then create those guides and then go from there. So with your team, how many people are on your team right now? So we have about a dozen people on our team. Five of us are in person, local team, all employees here in Asheville. Three of us are full-time. So myself, my husband, and then our operations manager are all full-time in the business and then two part-time folks. And then everyone else is contractors. So we have contract graphic designer, copywriter, Facebook ads manager, coaches for our program who are all contractors. Yeah. Okay. And so tell me more about the marketing. I forget what you called her. Marketing what? Marketing coordinator. coordinator. So tell me about how that works with you and her. Like how do you yeah. get together, plan your post? What are you scheduling it on? Like, tell me the logistics. Yeah, totally. So it's been really cool. She's been, uh, she's been on our team the longest. She was our first hire last spring, um, started as an executive assistant and then went into the marketing coordinator role last fall, which has been really fun to like watch her grow in her role. And it's interesting. We have, we have a weekly team meeting every Monday morning. We do all of our employees. We meet used to be in person. Now it's all virtually. And our operations manager kind of gives us our marching orders for the week and says like, okay, this is, and, and we use, um, I don't know if you're familiar, Emily, and if folks who are watching are familiar with the concept of traction or EOS, the entrepreneur operating system. Um, Probably not. <laughs> okay. So traction is a really, really, a really powerful book. And uh, EOS, the entrepreneur operating system, is just a way for structuring a company and a team. So it would be, I would be of benefit if you're watching to read that and to really understand those concepts, just because you can be of better service to your clients and kind of maybe help them get a little bit of structure, if you know what I mean, because they're probably like chickens with their heads cut off. Oh um, <laughs> on Amy Porterfield's read list and it, yeah. I we have it right there. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Amy Porterfield talks about EOS all the time. Yeah. And I'll be honest, it is a dense read. It's it's very technical. It's like a technical manual. So it may take you a few tries to get through it. It probably took me about six months to actually like get through the dang thing. But what it teaches is it teaches a meeting cadence, which is really important. So this is something you can even bring to your clients is saying, okay, like, look, I want to get stuff done for you and I want to make stuff happen, but I can't do it with you just slacking me random crap to do all day. Right? Oh like, get it. Get it. <laughs> Like I need a meeting with you and we need to have goals. So the way we operate our business is we operate on quarterly rocks, which are seven to nine big projects that we will accomplish each quarter. And then those rocks are broken down into projects. And then those projects are broken down into weekly tasks. And we use a project management system. We use monday.com, which we love to completely build out project management boards. The really cool thing is I don't do any of this because we have an operations manager who's full-time in our business. And a concept that is taught inside of EOS and traction is the visionary integrator concept. So all businesses need both. The visionary is the CEO. They're the ones that have the ideas and they go for the vision. The integrator is the no person who keeps the visionary in check and then who makes sure all the team has what they need to get the visionary's vision accomplished. So I'm the visionary. My operations manager is our integrator. So 
every Monday morning we have a meeting and everyone gets their marching orders, myself included, for the week so we know what we're doing. And then we do an additional Monday afternoon marketing department meeting where we check in with our marketing coordinator and say, okay, based on what you know you need to accomplish this week, what do you need? What questions do you have for myself and for the integrator? And then how can we support you this week to get everything done? And that's when we're doing things like reviewing content for the week. So she's actually building out Instagram content. Uh, we use Agora Pulse for that. Okay. So she's building out content. We have a whole library of professionally captured imagery. Um, so I've done a few brand photo shoots. She is actually, and this is a really great thing that you can do, is if you are struggling to create content for your clients, get access, especially if they have a program, a digital product, a, a coaching program, get access to that product or that program. And that is your source for content creation. So one thing that we've started doing in my business that I actually got from my mentor, James Wedmore, is that every time I am online talking or teaching about Instagram, I am creating source content for someone to pull from to create additional content. So when I'm on podcasts, when I'm on Facebook Lives, when I'm teaching in my program, when I'm doing coaching calls in my program, all of that can be transcribed and then adapted and turned into marketing content. So my marketing coordinator is never running out of content. She's pulling from transcriptions from Facebook Lives. She's pulling from modules in our course. And she's creating content that way. So then she's mapping that out in Agora Pulse. And then we're checking in. Another really important thing, again, if your clients, I feel like this has turned into a like get your clients, get their clients right kind of session. But y'all know that's what you do, right? Like, yeah. And you know that like, what, like we need days of this type of trading because all of our yeah. clients come to your us cl- like, do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Just take over. Your clients are hot messes. Like they don't know what they need, right? <laughs> And then what ends up happening is they get mad at you because you can't deliver all the things. But it's like, well, you never told me what you needed. Also, you never onboarded me. Also, I don't know what my job is. Well, and then I just learned about a couple of weeks ago when I was interviewing someone, Spoke Creep, you know, because yeah. to do just like Pinterest or just help them with Instagram. And next thing you know, you're like pulling their whole sales funnel and helping them make all this money. And you're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love it. Um, But one of the things that that is really important for our marketing coordinator to know and understand is when are we in a launch or a promotion and when are we just doing kind of maintenance content? So there's a really, there's, there's kind of a different approach for both. Now for us in our business, and this is maybe getting a little bit more technical than I need to, but whatever, that's what I do. We have an automated sales funnel in our business. So we have an evergreen webinar. People can watch it. We're going to tell you all about it very soon. Don't worry. You can watch the webinar. And what that does through the magic of science and technology and the internet, it triggers this whole set of automation. So then you're invited to join our membership site. So for us in our business, we're kind of always, we can always be in launch mode. Like we can always be promoting and talking about a freebie and talking about the masterclass, right? Like we can always be doing that because we're always pushing people toward an automated sales funnel. But you may have clients that are running a launch-based business where certain times of the year they're opening the doors or they're having spots available. So there's very different types of content for those different types of things. And if your client isn't letting you know when you need to be ramping up content or what we like to say, when you need to be on runway for your launch, 
then you can't do your job either. So that's an important conversation we have with our marketing coordinator. Like, okay, we're on runway this month, you know, for this launch. So what do we need to be doing? And then she's thinking of creative content. She's pulling source content to build out content for that kind of launch. So that's what we're doing right now. Another really, uh, in addition to Instagram is we have a Facebook group that I do not even touch, but you would never know because our marketing coordinator runs the entire thing. So I'm never in that group. I don't even look at the group. People tag me in there all the time. I have no idea what's going on in there. She logs into my, and this is probably, probably shouldn't be doing this, but whatever. She logs into my personal Facebook profile. She's like on Facebook as me running the entire group. And that's been a game changer for us because what I've noticed for myself and a lot of your clients probably need this. They probably need you to give them permission to do this is that I need to spend less time on social media than I've ever spent before so that I can actually act as the CEO on my freaking business. And your clients probably need to do the same. So if you can start having those conversations and start releasing them of that obligation to always be on, always responding to their DMs, always responding to comments, your clients don't need to be doing that. That's something that if they give you the, if they empower you to do it, they give you the training and the resources and the understanding of how their brand speaks or how they speak as a brand, you can do that for them as long as it's within scope of contract. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yet I've had clients who are, there's all kinds of head cash behind that. Like they're scared to let go. They have so much fear or they don't trust. And uh, it can be really difficult to work with those type of people. And that's just one of my many flags, but it makes it so much easier when you have a client who, I don't know, just, just who gets it and is willing to let you do your thing and help them. So question, were we talking on Facebook or was that your marketing director? That was me. (laughs) so i like that you brought that up because one of the bonus trainings i'm doing for my crash course i'm it's about to be released is all about being a uh, facebook community manager Mm -hmm. that's one of those roles that a business owner doesn't need to do and even in my own group i have my team helping me do that Mm -hmm. i'm for myself but i like i i know that i gotta like be releasing more and more of that stuff because i just don't have time so Mm come to the table, everyone in this group and remind your client about that 80, 20 rule and what they need to focus on and you just take over. That's how you're the unicorn. You end up exactly. doing it. Yeah. And I know like, and I love you brought up kind of the head trash and like the mindset stuff that goes, especially for, and I imagine it's interesting. I imagine it's interesting for, for folks who are watching us right now, because not only are you like having these conversations and navigating this for your clients, but you're probably going through the same thing in your own business <laughs> that they're going through, right? And so you kind of get it from both ends here. But, you know, for me, it was eventually understanding that my job in my business was to do the things that only I could do. And that means like the only person in my business that can create content in terms of like doing a podcast or doing a live training or doing a coaching call, I'm the only person that can do that. No one else can do that. Now, taking that content and creating additional content, like a blog post or Pinterest or, you know, an opt-in or download, someone else can do that. But if it requires my face or my voice, I'm the only person that can do that. So what does that mean? That means I need to have my business set up in such a way that I have as much time and space as possible to be as creative as possible. 
So that means getting all the BS off my schedule, off my calendar, not worrying about it so I can focus on the things that only I can do. And your clients probably need help figuring out what those things are. And then they need support and accountability to actually get to a place where they can do that. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. And I feel like a big flag is if you get that micromanager client, you might just to simplify it, you might not last. That might not be your ideal client. You might need to move on to someone who's a little bit more willing to grow and let go. And people like that, because I've been that way before, they're just not ready. They're just not ready. I mean, that's all it really is. That's all it comes down to. Or they need to hire like an in-person employee that they can completely control their time and expectation. Because for a lot of what your folks are doing, I would imagine you're operating as an independent contractor, a 1099 and people's businesses. It is illegal for them to treat you as an employee. It is illegal for them to say you have to work during these hours. Like they can't do that. Uh, And if they can't respect the relationship of contractor, then they need to hire an employee and they need to have a different relationship with you. Oh Um, my God. This should be a whole nother training because this is an issue. They expect us to, what, they want to hire us for like five, 10 hours a week and then they want to be on call. But we'll save this like bitching session for later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, well, and it's not just like, I mean, states are like, you know, at least in California, for example, like there's new legislation that has made it virtually illegal to do what a lot of business owners have been doing in the past. So it's something a lot of people need to think about from the business owner perspective, something we're really conscious of. And that's why we've made the move to bring, you know, most of our team on as employees, because we want to have that kind of relationship. And I also want like ownership in the company, right? In a different way. And I want all their time. So I'm like, well, you're an employee now, you're full time. That's how, that's how we'll do it. What I teach, I teach a lot of these women and men to get their foot in the door by understanding, you know, the basics of online business, just being ahead. No business owner wants to just teach someone from the ground up. So I teach to get your foot in the door, become this invaluable asset to your client, and then eventually be a part of their team. And some of them are more, you know, um, the integrator types. Like we have some project managers and engineers, and we have some great ones who need to go read the traction book and rocket fuel. Oh my God. I would love it so much. But um, now I just forgot what I was saying. Oh, the goal is to get hired by a seven figure entrepreneur for a lot of us. So tell me who you are looking for and where you find your teammates. Mm, That's a good question. So we honestly like (laughs) everyone on our team now has come from either Craigslist or indeed which is really interesting. Uh, We use a strategy that James Wedmore teaches called the mailroom approach, where we hire people at an entry-level part-time assistant type of role, and then just see where it goes from there. So that into my message better. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm teaching. Get your foot in the door, be resourceful, be smart, go above and beyond, and you will be um, promoted very quickly if you're like a go Especially in this space, it's really interesting. And this is something we've told all of our, the three employees we've hired in the past year is that our business is, we're like a startup, 
and that things are moving very quickly. We are not like a startup in that we don't have unlimited angel investments. So we can't just like spend money whenever we have to spend money thoughtfully, but we're like a startup in that uh, you can literally start here. Like, you know, for example, our operations manager started about 10 months ago as a customer support rep. And within a year, she's full-time, $50,000 a year. You know, our company policy is like, we work four days a week, uh, unlimited vacation bonuses for all of our launches, all holiday bonuses, end of year bonuses, all of those things. I love giving gifts. So there's always something happening, you know, things like that. And then less than a year, like she has a full-time job that allows her to work from home and do whatever. And like, go to spin class in the morning if she wants to and stuff like that, you know, like ultimate flexibility while having a full-time, you know, salary insurance, all those things. So, um, and that's the beautiful thing about this industry is it can all, it can happen so fast because our businesses grow so fast. I mean, my business was from 70,000 a year to 700,000 a year in a year, 700,000 a year to a million a year in a year. And then our goal is 2 million this year. So like it can happen so quickly. Um, And the cool thing is I, as the, CEO of this business get to take my team along with me and they can grow with me as well. And I love that so much. No, I'm already my, me and my two uh, women on my team are already planning where our retreat is going to be like when I hit six figures or, you know, when I hit Mm -hmm. some, I'm rewarding you because this is my, we are going to like Greece or somewhere amazing, but I, I want to be like you. I, I love that. I want it to be a team where we're relaxed and we understand that it's like, we trust you to get your work done, you know, exactly. yeah. managed or feel like I'm working for the man. Like there's a reason we're doing this entrepreneurial thing and like working yeah. from home. So yeah. can you tell everybody a little bit about your monthly membership? I would like yeah. you also let me know where, um, when did you go evergreen and tell everyone who the membership is for? Yeah. So the follower to fan society is for online business owners in particular. Um, we have folks from kind of every walk of life in there, but I really want to lean into my skill and, and what I'm passionate about. So it's for folks that are using their knowledge or skills to make an income on the internet. We have a few kind of key folks that we typically serve. We serve a lot of course creators, uh, and membership site owners, coaches, consultants, people who are in creative services. So virtual assistants, project managers, marketing assistants, copywriters, graphic designers, web designers. And then we have a lot of artists and creatives and makers in our in follower to fan, just because that's where I started and I have a heart for, for yeah. the artists and for the makers. So they're still a part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little bit different than a traditional Instagram course in that uh, we sell annual access to the society, which gives you access to the follower to fan framework, which we actually completely revamped at the end of 2019. We rewrote the entire program, re-recorded it. We actually took the program from over 110 videos to about 50 videos. We made it much more actionable so you can get it done more quickly, created all new PDF workbooks to make it more uh, so it's easier to kind of apply what you're learning. So I'm really proud of the program and how we revamped it. We moved it to a new platform, all of those things. So inside of Follower to Fan, there's the Follower to Fan framework, which is the complete training program. And the main goal of Follower to Fan is to help you get more leads, inquiries, or sales from Instagram. That's the goal in the story, turning your Instagram account into a reliable and predictable sales machine. And the cool thing is you can do that with less than a thousand followers. You can do that without posting every day. And you can do that without having this picture perfect 
life that you're posting on Instagram, right? So you don't have to have all the things that you think you need to be successful on Instagram. So that's what we teach inside of the inside of the framework. And then we do things like monthly coaching calls, monthly Q&A calls. We also have a team of uh, mentors, coaches in the program who do things like Instagram audits. So they'll actually give you an individual review of your account and tell you what to do to improve it. And then we have, this, we have something called Instagram Boost, which is a daily prompt that we do to help you get more engagement on Instagram. We have Masterclass, a Masterclass Archive. Uh, a few other things that we make available as well. But that's all inside the Follower to Fan Society. And folks and I, they joined for the year. And the reason we did that is because um, last year when we were kind of revamping the program back at the beginning of 2019 and launching it, I looked back at the past year. At that point, we had had the, the product for a little over a year. And I looked at all of our success stories, and they were all from people that had been in for a year. And they had said, over the past year, this was my result. Over the past year, I you know, made $50,000 on Instagram, or I paid off all my credit card debt, or I retired my spouse using the extra money from my Instagram account, or I signed a $20,000 you know, contract via Instagram DM over the past year. And I had to really think about, okay, how can we have, be of best service to our members? Yeah. And the way we had to do that was by saying, we only want you here if you're committed to your business and to Instagram for a year. Like, if you're not committed, then... This isn't for you, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, for us is like turning money away, but it's important because we want to, we want people in there who are committed to getting results. Yeah. Um, and it's so not that, a get rich, quick platform and no. you want to attract those type of people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't teach like the growth hacking or 10 K in 10 days. That's also a big red flag. Y'all, if your clients are coming to you and the only thing they want from their Instagram account is for you to get them more followers. You either need to have a conversation about why that's the only thing they want, or you got to run because more yeah. followers are not the solution. And the way I always say it, and you are welcome to steal this if you want to get sassy with your clients, <laughs> is if you can't convert the followers you have right now to customers, if you can't get the 100 followers you have to buy your stuff, having 100,000 followers isn't going to fix the problem. Yes. More oh followers isn't the solution. I've had so many clients focused on those numbers, and they, and they yeah. kind of know better now these days, but they still do it. They still yeah. get up, they still want to compare and it's crazy. And I found myself doing that. I didn't okay. myself for years. I had client work. I wasn't worried about it. And finally last year, I'm like, uh, where have I been? I'm just not going to pay attention. I'm just going to have fun yeah. in your masterclass. And it's so much easier if you're not focused on yeah. those numbers. So I'm glad, glad you said that. Yeah. And like, we're at a place now where we're teaching and what I talk about with Instagram is we don't even care that much about engagement anymore. Like we, we actually teach our clients to pick a hero metric, a, a live or die metric for you on Instagram. And for a lot of businesses, that metric needs to be direct messages. Okay. Um, and we could talk, this is a whole not, maybe we can do another, maybe we could do another live another day and talk more specifically about like Instagram strategy things. Yeah. Um, but DMs, the reason we say that is because Instagram is not really a traffic driving platform. It was never designed to get people to leave Instagram. So if your clients are saying, well, I want my Instagram followers to download my podcast, or I want them to read my blog. That's not the purpose of Instagram. It's not Pinterest. Uh, it's not Google. That's not how Instagram functions. Instagram is all about creating a community there and then getting the community into the DMs. So we don't even care as much about engagement anymore. And when we do look at engagement, we're looking at saves and shares over likes and comments because those are much more effective measures nowadays. Now, this is a good way to plug your masterclass right now for those of you who have more questions about yeah. 
Instagram and what has changed. Like you're, you find those clients focusing on the numbers or more worried about the likes. Take Tyler's masterclass. It's gonna kind of, it's gonna open your eyes to what the, the new Instagram is like. It's not yeah. perfectly curated. It is, um, it's, it's a different ballgame. It's less scary than it was a few years ago. I think. It's a lot less scary. Yeah. And what we tell folks is you, like I said earlier, you don't have to post the picture perfect post. You don't have to post every day. This is yeah. really freeing for you as a creator and also freeing for your clients because you're not trying to source. If you're posting every day, five or six days a week, you're trying to source 20 to 25 posts a month for Instagram. Whereas you could actually post two to three days a week and get the same, if not better results. So much less content you have to source and create, and it can be a much higher quality and lots of other things. So tylerjmccall.com slash free, just the word free is going to get you over to the masterclass. It's pre-recorded. It's on demand. We went evergreen about two years ago now. Oh my God, that's crazy. And have been running an evergreen funnel ever since. So you can pick a time to watch. There's always a class starting within 15 minutes. And you can pick a time, watch. It's a little over an hour long. And inside the class, I'll tell you more about follower to fan. And then, you know, through the magic of, you know, whatever's happening in the sky, the doors will open for you. And you can come join us if you want. I'd love to have you join us. And watch his sales funnel. For those of you who want to like Tyler sends out really good emails. You can just see how everything is put together. Some of you have taken my live webinar. It's neat to go see an evergreen one and see the recorded version and everything. Before I let you go, I want to ask, a lot of times clients want to hire me because I am familiar with somebody's training. One mm -hmm. of the winning trainings I did was Rachel Miller's Moolah class like mm -hmm. years ago. And a lot of people, it, I kind of had this aha moment. A lot of people wanted to hire a VA who knew her strategies. Yeah. And is your membership a good place for some VAs to go and maybe A, find work or B, you run your coattails. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a really good place. Um, we've had, it's very interesting. We've had people who have like paid for their uh, VA or their content manager to join follower to fan. And then that, <laughs> this is funny. And then that person started getting more work themselves. So then they fired their client and then their client had to join it themselves so they could learn the strategy. <laughs> so that's happened sometimes, but it is a great place. If, if you are having clients come to you and wanting Instagram strategy and you're feeling a little bit lost or like what you've been doing isn't working or you're kind of, and this is like no judgment if you're doing this, because this is what most people do on Instagram. You're just kind of looking at what other people in their niche or industry are doing. And you're just thinking, okay, I guess we got to do that, but it's not working because it's just contributing to the noise. Then follower to fan is a great place to learn how to create a specific strategy for those people. And we've had people ask before, and we just never done it because we don't have the bandwidth right now to say like, could you certify like VAs and marketing assistants and like content managers in your process? Because it's so good. Like I want to hire someone that knows this process and people buy it for their teams or, you know, they go through it and then they create the strategy and then hand it off to their team. So yeah, it's an incredible place to come hang out and learn these strategies that you can use, not just for yourself, but for your clients as well. Yes, I know. And you do need to be promoting yourself as a VA online yeah. on Instagram. That's a great place to find work. And I know for me, courses like this, especially when it's um, very platform specific, just gives me so much more confidence. And yeah. I could use your course maybe several years ago because I just, I know what I'm doing. I know mm -hmm. Right. I can, you know, have an eye for photography, but I just needed yeah. a boost in confidence and with some of my clients. Because a lot of times 
I am kind of faking it and telling them what to do. And it kind of <laughs> in my head, but to have somebody like you give me the smart words <laughs> and give me the big picture and give me the strategy and then we can run with it and tailor it to that client. That's why your course and your me- or your membership could be just invaluable to a VA. Like your street cred, like you talked about, is going to just like go through the roof. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, uh, somebody had a fun question. Um, we'll put the links to his masterclass in here and then you can join uh, fans to followers like through that sales funnel. We'll post that link there. You also have a freebie for the Instagram roadmap. You want to tell everyone what that is? Yeah, there's two other things I'd love for folks to check out right now. One is that freebie. Uh, it's called the Instagram roadmap. It's at tylerjmccall.com slash roadmap. And that just walks you through kind of like it's just a crash course in my process. And then some of the things that are no longer working on Instagram. So that's a really good place to start. Something else that we just launched last week, we've never done this before, but we've been hearing from a lot of people, especially right now with everything going on with COVID-19 and you know, folks maybe being a little more cautious about where they're spending their money, that they need to make money right now and that they maybe aren't as interested or willing in, you know, investing hundreds of dollars in a program. So we took a resource that we created called Insta Income Blueprint, which is something that we've only offered inside a follower to fan before, but we decided to bring it out and put it on sale for 47 bucks. And the cool thing about this blueprint is it's a 40 plus page guide that walks you step by step through planning and executing a seven-day Instagram launch of a product or service. Ooh, so this I is, like it. Yeah. So this is really great for people who are watching who are like, hey, maybe like some of my clients got a little bit skittish last month and they let me go. Or like, you know, some of my potential clients are ghosting me, or <laughs> I'm just not seeing as many inquiries right now because things are weird with COVID and I need to make some money this month. This process walks you through how to pick or create an offer. And if you don't have an offer that you can easily sell or that you can come up with, I give you dozens of offer ideas inside of the guide and then how to position it and promote it and how to sell it all on Instagram, how to do all of that in a week in less than 10 hours. So you can go to tylerjmccall.com slash blueprint to get that. It's like a step-by-step guide. I give you calendars, what to do every single day. I even give you Instagram caption templates, Instagram story scripts, and Instagram live outlines. You literally just plug in and follow step-by-step for seven days. And the goal is to help you generate some income and at least get used to pitching and selling on Instagram if you've never done it before. So tylerjmccall.com slash blueprint, and you can get your copy of that there. And if you buy that and you decide to join us in Follower to Fan down the road, we'll refund you your 47 bucks so you get it off your um, Follower to Fan membership. So if you do that, just email in and we'll take care of it for you. Okay, awesome. Okay, one last question. Please. says, do you have any tips for convincing our clients to pay for us to join? Oh, this is good. Um, I've had clients pay for me to do courses. And sometimes I've collectively gotten them together, especially early on when I didn't have a lot of a free, like a lot of discretionary income. I pooled them together to pay for it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's just saying, you know, hey, I, I found this really great opportunity that could help us and make it, you know, collective, not just help me, but help us grow your Instagram presence, help you get more leads and inquiries, speaking to their goals. You know, if you have a client who's saying, you know, I have a goal of getting a thousand new email subscribers a week or getting a hundred people into our funnel next month, you know, talking about how Instagram could be a place where you could help them do that and what results you're seeing from other people on Instagram and how you could really learn this and, and even having a plan for 
how you're going to work through the program and apply it like a timeline for, you know, how, excuse me, how quickly you plan on learning and, and investing and, and applying what you're learning to their own strategy. I think that would be really helpful as well. It's interesting because I'm in a place in our business where like, if one of my team members asks me for a program, we just say, yes, like, of course you want the, the tools to like learn how to help our business. Like <laughs> you can have it, please. You know, like I, we buy courses all the time for our team members. Um, you know how I knew it was time to quit a client when I asked her and she said, why would I do that? <laughs> why would I help you? And I was like, okay, we are done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, I like to the line with you and we could just talk. Um, <laughs> so you are about to go live on Facebook, uh, in about what an hour, an hour. Yeah. Noon Eastern talking about, I think some people might want to catch this too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let me pull up my um, notes for today. Cause y'all know my brain has a million. I'm like recording podcasts this week. I'm writing, I'm like writing guest editorials for blah. I'm like my blind. today. I'm talking about three simple things to start. Oh, this is actually really good. Three simple things to start or keep doing on Instagram to get more sales. Even if you're feeling overwhelmed or burnt out. And the reason I want to talk about this is because, you know, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. We're all about a month into this COVID-19 thing. My husband and I, like tomorrow is a month that we've been quarantined at home. It's just, it's weird, right? Are you feeling it? Like life is just so weird right now. Can I be honest with you? I have yeah. four kids. I work from home. It feels normal. <laughs> it's the same for you. <laughs> After I had number four, I just didn't like going out in public anymore. I mean, and I love to travel, but um, it sucks not having daycare in school, but totally. You, I can't run to Target for fun right now, but honestly, like, yes. I'm in a weird place where I hate to admit that. Yeah, I know for a lot of folks, like, everything that's going on is making us feel a little bit like stressed about getting our stuff done, or like <laughs> it's, it's hard to focus, it's hard to concentrate. So, today, I'm going to talk about three things you can either start doing on Instagram for yourself or for your clients, or just the three, like, kind of like the triage things on Instagram, like when you can't do anything else, these are just the three things to keep doing, to keep moving the needle and getting you more leads and more sales. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about um, really my number one secret for Instagram success, no matter what's happening in the world. And then this idea that I always love to talk about, we teach this in follower to fan is how to get more results in less time on Instagram. And it really comes down to how you're spending your time on the platform. So yeah, all that's happening today over on my Facebook page, the best way to get there is just tylerjmccall.live, L-I-V-E, oh. and then I'll kick you over to my Facebook page as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah. This will be good too. I find myself <clears throat> getting my clients a lot of marching orders, reminding them to post. I prefer not to like actually write it anymore, but I do, you know, bark at them. And so this Instagram live, I mean, this Facebook live about Instagram would be a great place for a lot of you who have new clients who need totally. to them. So go check it out. Tyler, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I, I appreciate it so much. Everybody just loves you. I want to have you back because I see some specific Instagram questions, but I want people to go watch your training. So go yeah. there to know more about stories and things Tyler's talking about, and we will catch you later. Thank you for having me. This was so good. Your people are so great. And Emily, you're an expert interviewer. So thanks for having me. This oh, is great. Yes, thank you. I've done a lot of crappy interviews in my day, and this is not one of them. So thank you. It's making me feel good because I feel sometimes I struggle with like, oh, I'm just the girl behind the scenes, but thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, this was great. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. And if you're ever in DC after this COVID thing, yeah. let me know because I told uh, Bill I was going to come down to Asheville at some point. So, and I'll let you know. Please. Oh my God. I love DC. Talk about a great cheap vacation. DC is the place to go. Everything's free. I love that. 
I love DC. Which I just need a nanny and then I'll have a little more fun. Yes. (laughs) All right. We'll talk later. Good luck today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Gosh, Tyler is so smart and so encouraging. And I know all of you who are behind the scenes doing the work, this is going to give you so much confidence. I totally lacked this confidence when I first started playing on Instagram. And I'm not really sure what my mind block was, but it just felt like Instagram was a lot of videos and long captions. And it just was something I needed my clients to write, not me. And I had a very difficult time doing Instagram for Jennifer Allwood. I didn't have a lot of confidence there. Although I started helping her, I very quickly realized it wasn't my jam. I wish I could go back in time and come show up differently with confidence. Because I understand Instagram so much better now and I I get it and I'm actually having fun there with my own account. I've kind of let it go that, yeah, Emily, I should have started playing on Instagram years ago with my business. I should have been promoting myself years ago. I was too busy doing the work and I let that slide. And that's a common problem for a lot of us behind the scenes VAs and service providers. We kind of forget about that. But my best advice is to get your Instagram going now for yourself. Use Tyler's tricks and what he taught you here in this podcast today and just run with it. I know you'll have the confidence that I lacked several years ago. And if you want to catch me over on Instagram, I'm at Emily Reagan PR, by the way, I would love to meet you and see you over there because now it's a fun place. I get it. I'm not scared about it. So Thank you so much for joining me here today. And listen, my Facebook Community Manager course is open right now. If you want a quick start to working online and you're not really sure where to start, where to begin, what you need to know, this is the perfect entry level course. You'll learn all of the things what that business owners wish their people knew about running a Facebook community, and you will be able to get the job. I promise you this course is gold. So pop down into the show notes and use the link and go learn more. I can't wait to talk to you next week. More fun stuff coming on Unicorns United. Bye. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become the unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Is your membership, okay, I got to think how I say this in a smart way because I understand Instagram now. I understand, uh, 